0: I think mm-hmm. it was imperative to learning somebody because like at the rate that we were going prior to living together with our jobs and our world like we were do- we were doing a date night like once once a week maybe twice mm-hmm. if we were lucky and that is not enough time to get to know somebody it really yeah. just isn't
1: Hey there gals hey there gals and welcome back to the episode of the gals guide we are a dating and lifestyle podcast i'm hannah and i'm emily happy monday and welcome back for another episode so you i know you haven't seen it yet but mm-hmm. there i need to tell you about my week because i have never had four fucking helicopters hovering <laughs> over my apartment and i live in los angeles okay mm-hmm. It's a common occurrence to have a helicopter hovering above your apartment, because <laughs> it's usually the cops looking for something. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Taylor last night premiered her film at, at the AMC Grove, which is literally like near me, like I can walk to there. and I was very upset that I was not one of the 2,000 like fans invited because not only am I like a huge Taylor fan, that's also my AMC. We know that I'm an A-lister. That's my A-list family. I know those people. I see them <laughs> twice a week at minimum. You're like, I buy popcorn from you all the time. Like I thought we were I thought we were close. I thought we had a connection. AMC Grove. Like what? <laughs> yeah, no, it was insanity Pop goes Calamity over here because it, it, she closed on the entire grove. Uh, She, like, compensated, like, everybody, like, who owns a business there, like, pay for that day. And then she bought, like, every showing at the AMC Theater that night. Um, She's wild. (laughs) I was, like, all of this for, like, really? Like, I was, like, I would have just not picked a movie theater, like, in the shopping center. So, like, she must have had, like, a deal, like, with with Caruso, like, or something. Because I was, like, this is a lot for, to air your film like it's, I would have picked a more budget friendly. But I mean, you think Taylor Swift? I'm not thinking budget. That's true. That's true. Like <laughs> I would pick it a like a standalone, like a standalone theater. <laughs> well, most people do that. I guess she like. I guess SAG after doesn't have a. I wonder if like there's like you can't do a premiere at the Chinese Theater during the SAG strike. I wonder because that's typically where that's where a lot of people do their premieres at because you know it's a historic, huge theater and everything. But that can only hold so many people, whereas, like, shutting down an entire theater full of like 13 screens. That's true. That's true. Can fit probably so many more people. So, I, I and it was, it was interesting just to be like, I know that Cheesecake Factory. That's my Cheesecake Factory. Oh my God. So funny. That's so funny. But, uh, we, we've you've also had interaction about Taylor Swift this week. Yeah, I got so. this is now like a Taylor Swift fan podcast. It. I swear.
0: Well, this girl's just about to have more hate to throw at me. I made <laughs> I made a video on TikTok that went like you know had some views, not a ton. Um, probably the most I've had in a long time. Like, let's be honest. I've got like 700 followers and nobody gives a shit about what I have to say. But apparently when I talked about, uh, so this is where you plug, this is where you plug your TikTok so uh, you can get more. Hannah Adams Miller. (laughs) Let me double check. (laughs) Yes. Hannah Adams Miller. Okay. Yeah. Go look, go watch the video. Go hype me up because this bitch came on (laughs) to my Ted talk about, letting everybody live their life and watch football and to stop crying about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and ruining the game. And she came on and called me a psycho stalker. And I was like, girl, girl, do you know what a stalker is? Like, I was like, I don't know how me defending the queen makes me a stalker. Uh, she literally goes, she also doesn't like stalkers, you know, like you. And then she goes on to say, you're posting as if you know her, stalkerish. You're the beginning stages of one, concerning yourselves on their lives of people you don't know. Grade A psycho stalker. I was like, girl, I mean, bye. You, I was are, like,
1: you are an Aries with a Scorpio moon.
0: I was like, so you legit missed the point of this video. Move on. <laughs> I don't normally give I don't normally give hate comments the time of day, but that would really made me mad. I was like, "Girl, if I were a stalker, you think I would be in North Carolina?" Okay, I, I would mean, have a house wherever Taylor has a house. Okay,
1: we Let's did be we did stalk the cab and Alex de Leon when we were twenty years old. Um, you stalked. I rode along. <laughs>
0: I was the passenger princess. You were an accomplice. I was the passenger princess.
1: You were an accomplice. You were an accomplice. I also got, and I will I also take got that to court. In, I also got in trouble
0: with my parents.
1: <laughs> Still major, an accomplice.
0: Major trouble for lying. Still
1: <laughs> an accomplice. That's
0: and great. I would take that to my That's grave. That's true. That's true. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, that was a fun time. We got to hang out with them. Was, it, was I
1: kidnapping you? Up uh, for debate. Um. <laughs> Did we go to a Planet Fitness with a basketball gym? It was like, a rush.
0: Oh, excuse me, a Rush <laughs> Fitness. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. A Rush Fitness with a basketball court. Yes. Did we sit on the sidelines and watch them bounce the ball around a couple but times? But I had the time yes. of my life. I know it was good. It was a good time. And, then, and like, then, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that's yeah. gonna be a story whenever we get to stand.
0: Yeah, we got to stand backstage. You got to go on stage. Like it was a good
1: time. It was a I good mean, time. honestly, like whenever your child snakes into a concert
0: mm-hmm You're, I'm gonna be like are you gonna, go how for are you it gonna handle that yeah oh, I'm gonna be proud of them
1: <laughs> they run off so like if your daughter comes to me and it's like hey um I heard that the 1975 <laughs> is in town I'm like yeah you should go find this is where their tour bus is go find them and like have fun and everything you would be fine with that
0: I'd rather not know until after the fact <laughs> okay yeah
1: yeah See again. I ask for I forgiveness, like, not permission. Yes,
0: that is the motto that I am living for. We ask for forgiveness. Yes. We do not ask permission anymore, and that is that. Uh, that yeah, is so. Uh, yeah. So I meet, remember when so meet your newest happened. psycho stalker. Like, oh we're, my we're, we're the stalkers of the century.
1: Apparently, this is the stalkers' guy. <laughs> <kind. laughs> <laughs> oh no, as God. someone who has an actual stalker, you're fine. <laughs> like you I are know, totally I was fine. like,
0: I was like, girl. He, you need to calm down.
1: <laughs> Taylor has, Tree and Taylor have bigger fish to fry than literally. You.
0: I'm like, I didn't even know his last name was pronounced Kelsey. I thought it was Kels. Okay. So like, I, I'm definitely not the stalker here. <laughs> definitely not the stalker here. I had no idea who he was prior to Mm. Taylor Swift.
1: Mm -hmm. so Oh, we Mm -hmm. know. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But now I have a sudden interest in football. I don't know why. I
0: still am not interested. I still haven't watched a game.
1: Like, I I like it as background noise. And you know me. It's not a usual thing that I go for. Like, I'm usually – I'm not – the kind of person that like has the tv on in the background just to have it on mm-hmm. um because and you would think i would because i'm add and like i love being you know stimulated in all angles that i can be but i uh yeah like i just don't have like the need anymore to kind of do that um but I will say when I was cooking dinner other night and like it was I think the second game that she did, uh, she went to with it when everybody that she was she put on the second game she and put that on that she that she <laughs> the performed, second game that she performed um, that <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> the second game that she um that she attended uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had it on the background while I was cooking dinner and I was like oh this is like ambiance <laughs> like. <laughs> It's fall ambiance, guys. I was like, this is now a mojo. I was like, I was like cooking like a steak. And I was like, this is now a mojo dojo casa house. This is a mojo dojo casa house. Like.
0: Here I we was are like, with who our steak? am I.
1: <laughs> who am I? I'm supposed to be Barbie. Why do I have so much energy today? It was ridiculous.
0: That's really funny. Yeah. Mm-mm. I still definitely am not interested in football. Um but, but you that's
1: okay. I will say you were more interested than I ever have been because you used to go to tailgates and like you actually mm-hmm. physically used to go to games and I haven't gone to a football game since uh high school.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I definitely did go. I definitely went more for socialization, but I did know what was going on, and I knew all the little chants. Can't tell you them now. Can't remember. Um, There was a lot of like – Hey, but you
1: know what a down is. Yeah, there's four of them. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. (laughs) Mm, I always see like first and ninth at the bottom of the screen. I'm like, what is that? I would like – why are we adding math and numbers into (laughs) this? Like I don't understand
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why we're
1: adding trigonometry into Mm -hmm. this.
0: yeah Hmm. yeah no definitely
1: i yeah Mm-mm. what has been your captivation though
0: okay this is an oldie but a goodie and i really hope that they do some sales on these as we get to like black friday again mm-hmm. um because it is now starting to get chillier barefoot dreams blanket I just want to live in a barefoot dreams blanket. And I just have the like smaller version currently. Oh, you don't have the like, full-size one later. No, I have like the individual. The individual one. And I just really want a big one. Like I really just want an a huge sweatery barefoot dreams blanket. And that that has just that has been it. Like being cozy has been the vibe recently too. Like a good sweatshirt, you know. Sweat. I even pulled out sweatpants the other night, and I was like, "Yes, it's <laughs> sweater weather. It's <laughs> sweater weather." <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely. I think I'm hopeful that they'll have some sales around Christmas again. Um.
1: Nordstrom should
0: at least. That's what I'm thinking. Nordstrom Rack always has them on sale, but they only have the small ones. So I need Well, maybe they had the big ones and I just wasn't willing to pay the price, but I think Nordstrom I'm willing. Rack,
1: Nordstrom Rack only has the small okay, ones. Okay, it was
0: Nordstrom Rack then. That's where I got this where I got my small ones, but um but yeah, I'm definitely really wanting a bigger a bigger one of those because I use it like daily and I love the thing. And it's beautiful and wonderful and it's so soft. So. Mhm. Cosiness. Mm cozy vibes all around interesting what is your captivation
1: so out of context this sounds so normal but in context if you know me you're gonna be like why is this why are you captivated by this it is the morgan wine glasses from oh, like the coupe style from anthropology mm-hmm. and i say that because in context i don't really drink wine like that like mm-hmm. really do I ever? but if you see the size of these things Mm-hmm. They they look like a margarita glass. <laughs> that's what I thought they were. Like no, they're, these are coupes. So these are like for like sparkling wine. Like that's, mm. this is what they are for. But it is this size of a bowl, like legit the size of my two. I'm showing Hannah. It's the size of like two of my hands cupped together. It is massive, <laughs> but apparently it's good for like aeration or something. Like if you're drinking red wine. Regardless, they also make great. Um, Containers for slushies, like frosés. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, and ice cream sundaes. <laughs> and there it is. I was like, what else do
0: we use it for? Are we making like a Dr. Pepper float? Are we doing – Oh, I'm straight up just <laughs> cheers, Dr. Pepper, Pepper.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Those um, are fun but though. No, I, I also like – you can also – drink. there's like certain drinks that I like. Like I like a Manhattan. Um mm-hmm. That I will drink in that because uh, it's something that I really like. And that's served up. That's served in like a coupe style glass. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, it's just a bowl too at the same time. It's and like I a think- cereal
0: bowl for alcohol. <laughs> I think I should probably be their marketing team. <laughs> that's a great slogan. <laughs> A cereal bowl for alcohol. But look, when I drink it, like I know it's like you're having to tilt it in your head. <sighs> literally, it covers her entire face as she takes yeah. a sip. Yeah, yeah. You look like but, the no. Seriously, it's like a cereal bowl for alcohol. You literally look like you're drinking the milk, like when the kids would like tip the cereal bowl into their mouth and drink the cereal milk.
1: But I think they're really pretty, though. And yeah, they
0: they definitely have some good colors.
1: Yeah, I have like the mix matched one, which has like a green, pink, purple, mm-hmm. and the like, yellow one in it and I did that just so when people like are drinking wine out of it like you know who's is whose 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 <laughs> yeah I was like that it's the easiest way to keep track of like whose glass is whose. Yeah so yeah, yeah. I like those. Yeah. Those are cute uh but today today we are talking about commitment and we are talking about like a couple questions that we are going to get into but, like before you should like really commit to somebody but before you commit to listen to the rest of this episode we would love it if you subscribed followed leave like, just a little review on whatever platform you're listening on whether it's apple spotify and then you can follow us on the gals guide tiktok and then at the gals guide pod on instagram it really does help us out and we love hearing from you guys on there but before you like I said, commit to the rest of this episode. Let's get into a couple ad reads and then we'll jump right on in. Okay. So we are talking about commitment and really like what you should know about somebody before you kind of get into a really i want to say i personally like these are things that i would want to know like before i got married to somebody i don't know if it's something i would want to ask like not all these questions are things that i would want to know about somebody before like we're just boyfriend and girlfriend um because some some stuff i think is like you learn just through by being through them mm-hmm. and there's things that you would like want to know like ahead of time like what does commitment in a relationship look like to you mm-hmm. and like, how, like those are things that obviously you need to know but like how do you want to raise your children? I don't think I'm going to ask that, like, in the first month of dating somebody. Um, that seems, like, a little too heavy. And I, you know, who knows if we even want to have kids. Um, yeah. Which, that could also be something that people want to have a very early discussion. But I think also going into the very early stages of dating and, like, establishing what your end goal is, not saying that at that very moment that you need to get engaged and married and have a future right then and there, but to know that that's what you both want in life. hmm and that's what you're both looking for, may not be with each other, is, I think, a perfect thing to go into, like, especially in the first couple of dates um, with somebody. But I'm curious, what conversations did you and Blaine have, like, before you even got, like, engaged about, like, commitment? Well,
0: I think we we had a lot of conversations before we started dating again, just, I think, because of the Contest. nature of our past. Um, so I basically said I wasn't willing to date him if it wasn't something serious. Um, Mm -hmm. just because I had already been down that road with him and I didn't want to, I didn't want it to end the same way it had years ago. So I needed to know that there was like some seriousness behind like pursuing me and it not Mm -hmm. just being like, Oh, we're both single at the same time for once. Like, let's. Get together. So um we had that discussion of like what we wanted separately, like what we were looking for um before mm-hmm. we started like seriously dating. Um and so that worked for us. Um and then I think I think we had, you know, I mean we have a lot of deep conversations just in general, like as part of getting to know each other. Um we were very open and honest and vulnerable with each other. Pretty much from the get-go. I mean, it took a little bit of, like, learning, like a learning curve as it does with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, like you said, like, most of the questions that I ask were more, surf, like, surface level, like, you know... What's your idea of like a healthy relationship, or you know, stuff like that? Yeah, what yeah. You, how, Like, the, how do you how do you manage stress? Like those kind of things, because I think those are important with just like learning another human, um, mm-hmm. and learning like what what maybe are their triggers, or what maybe are things that make them feel uncomfortable, or things that have happened in the past that like hopefully aren't going to be repeated in the future. Um, but I think we just learned a lot of things by just talking to each other and communicating like throughout dating. And then we had like some more serious ones close to getting married, but there was never any like (laughs) sit down interview moments, if that makes sense. And I don't think
1: it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think these are things, I think these should be approached in a very comfortable manner where it can be like Mm -hmm. a discussion and not like a one-sided like interrogation. Yeah. (laughs) Which it can
0: sometimes feel like. And also like just some things to like, consider that you may not have thought of because when when we were looking at this list, there were even things that I was like, "Huh? I don't know if I would have ever like thought to ask that, but I think it would like and it more came up naturally in conversation. But I think it would have been a very interesting conversation to have
1: if that makes sense. Well, I know with me, there's a couple things that, like, I thought of that are questions that I asked very early on in relationships, which, and I have also been asked uh, in relationships, and one of them being, like, how did your, like, last relationship end? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, it's a good way to see, like, where they're at, like, on an emotional availability level, and to also see if, they like, they were in the wrong, if they are able to take accountability and see, like anything that happened or do they only paint their ex like in a negative light Mm -hmm. do they only talk about like do they have respect for that person still because that's what I'm looking for like you don't have to still be like in a relationship like do unless like you and personally endured trauma like do you still have like respect like for that person like I kind of just trying to judge if there's like anything still like entanglement still like attached to that person how like are receptive are you to like feedback and criticism to where you've been wronged Mm -hmm. things like that but then also i I, like i said like what are you like exactly looking for like what are your dating goals and then another thing is how close are you with your parents and your family Mm -hmm. mainly because i'm also i'm low-key like trying to weed out like any mama's boys and if you have like Daddy issues or mommy issues or anything like that. Like we we trying to weed that out, like indi- indirectly. But I also, on one hand, am somebody who talks to my mom every single day, and I don't. I don't have to have my partner be the same exact way. That is totally fine. You do not have to have that close of a relationship, like with your parents. But I just on a comfortability level, I need to know like where you're at with like that relationship so I can best like not attune to your needs but just understand you on a level because how close I am with my mom you may not be able to understand why certain things may take priority like Mm -hmm. me like you really wanted me to go home with you at Christmas if you're not close to your parents I am an only child I'm very close to my parents we're like the three musketeers I also live like across the country from them it is important to me for me to be able to spend the holidays with them. So if that's a place that you could potentially make a sacrifice and maybe want to spend Christmas, like, with me and my family, since you're not close to your parents, mm-hmm. like, that works out. But if you are also as equally close to your parents as I am, there may be parts, like, and those moments in the relationship where maybe we just, we don't get along and maybe, like, it's hard. Like, we have to work harder to find a compromise. yeah. Little things like that, um, but mainly to weed out the daddy and mommy issues. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I we don't need an overbearing mother-in-law, <laughs> like Loki. <key. laughs> no, we do not. We do not no. want that for us. <laughs> but I also think that there are things that I think are important for me, at least, to learn and view in a relationship. They're not questions I think you can easily ask. Like, how do you manage anger? and stress mm-hmm. people can have an answer for that but it doesn't always mean that like it actually it's how it is in reality i have always said right. before i've always said before i get married to somebody i want to see them when they are furious not at me obviously but like
0: <laughs> just like in general just to see how they respond and how they, how act they respond and- to anger
1: and how mm-hmm. do they respond to grief
0: mm-hmm. not
1: saying that somebody has to die but how like when things don't go your way, how do you respond to that energy?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if it's not in a healthy response, I'm not going to tolerate that. Like in a marriage, for sure. Yeah. And how do we communicate anger? Because I'm not saying it has to be perfect, but we still need to be able to communicate through the anger. And like like we've said multiple times on the show before, do you view problems like it is us as a team versus the issue, or are you putting us against each other? Because I'm for the latter, I'm not going to stand for. We are a team, we're a unit, and I want to know how you view certain things, like certain struggles, mm-hmm. like that. Mainly, just like I said, when things, don't, when life isn't going your way, how do you handle that? Do you take that out on other people? Do you internalize it? Do you lash out? Do you get violent? Mm-hmm. These are all things that I don't think someone could answer. But sometimes, especially if it is a bad reaction, they typically have, they may not be one hundred percent honest about it. So seeing that and seeing how you handle that when it happens, vital. Yeah. Vital for and me. I
0: think I think that's part of why I am so happy and thankful that we lived together before we got married. Yeah. Um. Because like growing up, that was never my plan. Oh my gosh. But we grew up in a very (laughs) Southern Christian household. I was going to say, as, as we got older, you know, like our generation kind of shifted how that looks. And I think it was imperative to
1: mainly because money too. Um, (laughs) true, true.
0: But I think it was imperative to learning somebody because like, At the rate that we were going prior to living together with our jobs and our world, like we were, we were doing a date night, like once, once a week maybe twice mm-hmm. if we were lucky and that is not enough time to get to know somebody it really mm. just isn't and so um being able to live with somebody and see them in their most vulnerable state and to see them when they come home from a terrible day at work and how they decompress and how they de-stress and and you know what they share with you and what they decide to keep to themselves or you know how they decide that they're going to act towards you like i have days where i come home and i'm frustrated from work and i initially take it out on my husband and then I immediately am like that wasn't fair for me to take that out on you um and it's not even like I'm mean to him I'm just like a little bit grumpy or I'm not super excited about like going to dinner or you know whatever whatever plan it is and so being able to acknowledge like your own you know challenges and being able Mm -hmm. to voice those to your partner is incredibly Mm -hmm. important And then also like we've lived together through a lot of things that have happened. Like his grandmother passed away. Like my grandma was like sick. You know, we, we've just been through a lot of like, you know, really tough scenarios even since we got married. And so that's been really interesting to navigate as like husband and wife and being able to, um, you know, support each other. And like we've talked about on the podcast, like if I'm not at my hundred percent, like he's able to be a little bit more for me and vice versa. So I just, I think that, not that I'm promoting living with people, but I really do think that it is like very crucial to no, learning live with someone. people. We can't
1: afford We can't afford the rent in this co- economy. <laughs> we really can't. But
0: I mean, it's the same with living with friends. Like sometimes it's hard. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it's hard to live with your friends or, you know,
0: you, reali- oh, yeah. you realize things about them that you didn't know. And so I think it goes both ways. And I just think that it it's a lot to expect someone to um, get married and move in and everything be happy go lucky. Because that's just not the reality of it.
1: Or be dirty. Because let's be honest, if (laughs) we get married and then you are a person who leaves dishes in the sink overnight, it ain't going to work out. And I'm not about to teach you how to do the fucking dishes. Like, I'm not your mom. Um, And I used to not be that person. And then uh, I became... Twenty one and found a cockroach in my kitchen sink, and that will scar you. Not that I loved. I was never filthy. You I'm also lived at the big...
0: beach. I will note you. Ha- we lived in a very humid place where cockroaches were just like there prevalent. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You are not dirty. You were just traumatized, <laughs>
1: just very traumatized, and then had like just all of a sudden got the biggest phobia of all bugs, and was like, how can I prevent? any bug from ever entering my home again obsessive cleaning got it uh, obsessive so, cleaner
0: here we are
1: uh so i morphed into monica from friends basically
0: and you morphed into your mother what are you talking I about i morphed into my yes no
1: i turned <laughs> into my mom my mom did this do you think teresa would ever let me leave a pan soaking uh, in the sink absolutely not my, ever? my
0: mom used to get so mad at us for doing that Ugh,
1: I can no longer let it's, the, it's soak. the
0: soaking it for me. I'm like, what? If I'm soaking it, I'm soaking it for like five seconds. I'm like getting it warm enough to like sit there, and then I come back to it and clean it immediately.
1: I don't leave it there soaking. Here, I'm not soaking anything because that's why I have a dishwasher. Um, like yes, like clean off your plates like a little bit before you put them in a the dishwasher so you don't overload the dishwasher. I freaking wash mine
0: before I put it in.
1: You're like my mom, and I'm not I, to that extent. I'm not I, to that extent.
0: I'm like your mom. But I do a lot of hand washing. I prefer hand washing over the dishwasher, I, I will say.
1: hate hand washing. I, mean, I don't like I touching. I mean, I hate it. I hate it. It's terrible. I Oh, I have gloves because I just don't like touching the dirty dishes and mm. like that, that, that soapy water mm-hmm. and wet food. Uh, this is totally random. a
0: side note, but do you want to you know what I hate cleaning the absolute most?
1: What?
0: Uh, cheese that's been heated up off of a plate. Like, if you heat up like cheese dip. No, I know. I'm, I know. It is disgusting to me. I love cheese more than anything in the world, but I hate cleaning melted cheese. It is disgusting. I hate all of
1: it. I just don't. It's terrible. I I can clean a plate that is mine fine. You ask me to clean somebody else's plate. No. Oh. No, I can't. I pretty much do the dishes. So it's fine. I have to wear gloves if I'm cleaning somebody else's plate. Yeah, I don't
0: own gloves.
1: That's probably why my hands are so dry all the time because mm. I'm constantly Mm-mm. in the sink. <laughs> no. So lesson learned. Um, I ha- will be living with the person I marry ahead of time because I need you to see how, how my standard of living and my standard of clean before you move in with me because um, we got white sheets. We got a white bed up in here Um, and I like my floors clean. Um, I like... We can... Like, I don't like clothes laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um If you have to lay clothes out, like, you, you know, like, they're in that between. They're not dirty, but they're not clean either. That's why we have the chair. Um, you fold mm-hmm. them up, put them... Everybody has the chair. <laughs> you fold them <laughs> up and you put them on the chair for, like, you know, wear, like, the next day or something. Like, that is fine, but nothing on the floor. The floor has to be completely clean because we have to be able to look for bugs. <laughs>
0: The and end it the day, all circles back to the bugs.
1: <laughs> it always circles back to fuck spiders and roaches. <laughs> like, and bees. Can't forget about bees. Can't forget about bees. But, like, no one tells you how many spiders are in the state of California. No one talks about this. Yeah, there's a No lot, one talks about it.
0: There's a lot of spiders everywhere. We've had a major ant problem, so, But you we know. have
1: tarantulas. Like, nope. no one talks about that. <laughs> See, no. all,
0: all valid reasons to... To cohabit with the person that you are considering spending the rest of your life with, also saves
1: half a rent. rent. It saves half. money.
0: <laughs> it teaches you how mm-hmm. to live with somebody who is not your family, which I think is a big thing because you're used to your fa- you're used to how your family lives. That's what mm-hmm. you knew. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot to learn there. A lot of questions to be answered in those <laughs> cohabitations. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we also learn like how like little things. Like I think. One thing I think is really funny living with just like a normal roommate like I do, how does the other person grocery shop? Mm. Mhm. Because me and you I think grocery shop very differently. You buy, you go to the grocery store like how often do you go? Mhm. You buy buy a ton. I probably go, go. like,
0: once a week, and I try to buy for the week. And then if I, like, make a meal, like, later in the week, then I'll just go pick up those ingredients.
1: But do you still buy, like, a ton? Mm, I probably
0: spend between, like, $80 and $120 at the grocery store. For a week? There are two people in my household. Breakfast,
1: lunch, and dinner. (laughs) That is that is true. That is true. I'm not buying for just
0: one. I'm feeding feeding two. That is true. Yes, and it and it just depends on where we go. Like we we frequent the Food Lion because it's cheaper, but I prefer to get my meats and like deli meat and stuff at like Publix. So if I'm at Publix, I drop like a lot more money because I'm not going to go to two grocery stores. I'm just not doing it. I love a good Publix. Mm. It's really fun. I
1: don't have that here,
0: but I also hate grocery shopping, and I would do everything in my power not to do it.
1: I would literally See, eat and that, and that's where we diversify. Food. That mm-hmm. is where we diversify. I'd love grocery shopping. I literally signed up to be an Instacart shopper. <laughs> like, no,
0: you <laughs> couldn't pay me oh, enough money to be an Instacart shopper. I
1: love, I love a grocery store. I'm a grocery the, store goblin. Here's the
0: problem with me: if I go to the grocery store, I'm I'm looking down the aisles, and I, I've totally diverted from my list. My list, my list two, who these are speaking to me now. I must get them.
1: See, this is why you should try Instacart once, uh, not a sponsor. Your first, your first order has free delivery.
0: Oh, um, like order so.
1: online. That's what I need to do for yeah. Target.
0: Let's be because honest. That's,
1: so that's what I do for Target because I, one, living in Los Angeles, trying to go to Target is a nightmare now because didn't they everything's change behind their... a okay. gate.
0: Our CVS, they're starting to do the same thing. Yeah, I literally was walking and gate. I was like, "This is fucking bullshit." Nobody wants to take this detergent.
1: Like, it took me thirty so minutes stupid. to get. Took me thirty minutes to get shaving cream once, and then I was like, "Absolutely not!" Ordering everything online, doing the drive up, and it—it's like having blinders because I'm not tempted to just browse, mm-hmm. uh, which is not good for them as a business, but like good for me as a consumer because I don't spend as much money because I'm only getting what I need.
0: Yeah. I've been better about only getting what I need, though, at the grocery store and CVS and.
1: But I will Target. say, going to Trader Joe's though and browsing is where you get it's where you get me. Man, like, Trader I, Joe's has so I, many fun things.
0: I haven't been there yet for the fall stuff. I'm trying to oh, avoid they have it. So many fun things.
1: I know that's where I. That's the only place I grocery shop. That and Whole Foods because in the city of Los Angeles, Trader Joe's is the cheapest groceries.
0: That's fair. Well, um, Trader Joe's is cheap here too. I just they don't have yeah,
1: like it's fixed.
0: They don't have across like the name brand things. It's only, like, Trader Joe brand things.
1: Yeah, so that but makes it's all it, private labeled. You just have to look up a lot of the times, like, what...
0: Yeah, but, like, they um, don't have goldfish.
1: No. So, you know, <laughs> if my
0: husband wants the mega bite goldfish that tastes similar to, like, a goldfish, but also, like, a Cheez-It, I gotta go to Food Lion. <laughs> Can't get that at Trader Joe's. <laughs> See, I also have to buy no. for my, my, my child, a.k.a. my, <laughs> my
1: husband... My husband. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to knock it. Those, those goldfish are
0: freaking delicious.
1: <laughs> but see, that's my point, though. Whereas I – we also – that's another thing I would go back to. I need to know if you live in a um, meal household or an ingredient household because uh, – Oh, you, you already
0: know the answer to this question. You live You're in a You're an meal ingredient,
1: household. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, your ingredients, I,
0: I was meal 100%. I,
1: and if you want to know, okay – This is how to know if you lived in an ingredient household. These are common snacks of an ingredient household child. Microwave nachos. So, like, tortilla chips and just shredded cheese in the microwave. Chocolate chips. Just semi-sweet chocolate chips out of the bag, randomly. A plain flour tortilla. (laughs) You were
0: deprived.
1: (laughs) no not deprived these were just my mom had ingredients i'm totally kidding (laughs) instead of having like we had chips ahoy cookies but like most of the time like instead of just always having cookies like she would get them every once in a while but we would have the sugar the flour the chocolate chips to make them and so that's why i think i also enjoy making dinner because my mom every single night made everything like Made dinner. Like, there'd be some nights where she would just, you know, have more of an easier meal, obviously. But, um, yeah, like, if I'm making spaghetti, I'm making the sauce from scratch. I'm um, I'm pulling everything together to make. I don't – I, I realize I don't really have girl dinner that much. I have girl lunch, but I don't yeah. have girl dinner because I'm so ingrained to, ha- like, cook, like, a full meal um, sometimes. And if I'm doing it, like, I'm doing all the pieces myself Mm -hmm. you on the other hand frozen meal queen (laughs) we don't do them as much as you just happen to always text me when we're doing like a
0: frozen meal to be completely (laughs) honest but we, we we will have one in our in our freezer for like those nights where we like just cannot be bothered to like either go to the grocery store or like do takeout. now i will say my mom did make like sauces and things from scratch and she always made like really amazing meals but it was one of those things where she would like and we would have ingredients, but she would go to the store and buy the things that were needed for that meal. And so that's kind of how how I am as well. Like I don't always have pasta sauce and pasta on hand. I don't always have ri- – like we always have rice in my house, which is hilarious because why rice? <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we – I'm very like – It's funny because we spend a lot of money, but then you open our fridge or you open our uh, pantry and it's kind of like, what is, what is, where, where's the food? (laughs) (laughs) So
1: maybe you more, maybe you are more of an ingredient household. I don't really know.
0: Maybe we were. Maybe we were more ingredients.
1: When I think like a non-ingredient household, I'm thinking like you have more of like a, like, you can easily put together, like, a meal very quickly. Like, you Mm -hmm. don't have to go about the whole, like, bringing out every pots and pans and, like, all the spices and everything. Like, it's really quick, easy to assemble, pop in the microwave, pop in the oven, and, Mm. like, you're ready to go kind of good. So
0: I would say we are probably half and half because, like, we did do a lot of, like, chicken casserole, but then we would do, like salmon and potatoes and veggies and then we would do like um lasagna that my mom would like hand make the layers of the lasagna like mm-hmm. it would she would spend hours in the kitchen cooking mm-hmm. I think I just never adapted that so mm-hmm. I don't do that did you have to
1: help out a lot as a kid or no
0: no I sat at the bar and talked to her while I did my homework oh, or I see. okay I see I helped out mm-hmm. so no I did not I did not yeah. help out I
1: think it would have been... <laughs> I, wanted I think to it help. would have been a little bit too much. Like I uh, remember my mom like making like fried chicken and like I would mm-hmm. want to like help with the breading and help with all that.
0: I think we helped more with baking, which is why I think I like baking more than I do cooking.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: And my I will also say my dad also does a lot. We would do a lot on the grill so that he would always be like a a crucial part of dinner
1: like see if, that's what i need i need a man who's not afraid of a grill because i'm terrified of grills mainly oh because gosh. the lids I, are too heavy
0: i freaking love food from the grill like grilled pineapple chicken kebabs fajitas on the I grill like salmon on the I grill like it.
1: Mm, yeah so good i'm um, terrified of a grill though can't lift the lid afraid i'm gonna burn myself terrified of a grill. i just don't know how so. to use it i would like to learn but. So stainless steel pan girly over here, cast iron skillet girly mm-hmm. over here.
0: We have a we'll, we have a smokeless, like, indoor grill that we use, which is really cool. We had it for the apartments because we couldn't uh, have a grill, which was stupid. But
1: anyways. But all that to say, I need to know if you are a grill person, I need to know if you can lift a grill lid for me and let me put my chicken kebab, my chicken souflocki on the grill, please. Well, <laughs> um, but even,
0: even like... What kind
1: of cuisines do you like? Like what do are Do we... I have to cook for you? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not. I'm not cooking for you all the time. Mm-hmm. I need to have a man that can I, This is why I typically, and correct me if I'm wrong, most of the men I date either claim they can cook or they enjoy cooking.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we cook every men, every meal together. It's not it's not a one person cooks and then the other person yeah. enjoys in my house. Like it, it we we are both standing at at the kitchen. Like he has a part, he has a job and I have a job. And His job might be (laughs) more than mine, but it's fine. Like, we do it together, and I love
1: that. I love cooking for other people. Do not get me wrong. I love cooking for other people. And that's something I get for my mom, for sure. Uh, But I don't want to be forced to do it every single night. Like, I want to make sure that if I'm not around, like, if I'm traveling or, like, I'm at work late or something, that you can, one, feed yourself, and you don't have to, like, sit there and, like, wonder, like, what you're going to eat. Two, um, that you're not waiting on me to get home all the time to cook dinner. That, like, if I'm running late and you know I'm going to be home and I'm going to be hungry, that you can go ahead and start dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, So that by the time I get home, like, if it's 8 o'clock at night, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to have dinner ready for her when she gets home. Dude, like,
0: those are the best nights when Blaine has an idea and he's been to the store and the, like, steak is marinating in the fridge. Like, I came home the other night and it he was like, we're having steak and potatoes. Like, it's already marinating in the fridge. All we have to do is cook it. And I was like... Oh, my God.
1: That would immediately like i was like let me the be- this is the like best just day ever. make out with you literally yeah.
0: and then the other week he was like I, he, I was like what do you want to do for dinner he was like well the wing like wings are i have already got the wings and stuff like we're gonna make wings tonight and i was just like this is everything i could have ever imagined coming because i am because t- i am ravenous at the end of the yeah. day oh, i am we know. starving we know. <laughs> and I am not nice human when I'm hungry. <laughs> no. Hangry Hannah is terrifying. I know. Well, the, the problem is I don't snack. Like I don't ever have any snacks during the day and I need to See, snack. See, ingredient
1: household, <laughs> <hassle>. always snacking. <laughs> snacking on something like chocolate chips, <laughs> plain tortilla. I had plain a plain tortilla. tortilla shell for lunch today. <laughs> I love
0: it. I love it. I mean, I have like hummus randomly and I'll have like um, some chips or like a like, something. Love but a dip. I just, I, the problem is with my job is so back to back to back to back with, like, people coming in and out, in and out, in and out. I don't have a minute mm-hmm. to even just, like, take a bite of something. Like, they are at the mm-hmm. door ready to go. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And then at 5 o'clock, I'm like, I am going to kill somebody. I'm so hungry. Yeah.
1: Did you guys have a conversation about how you handled finances before, like, you moved in together or before you um, got married? Like, when did that conversation come about?
0: Hmm. I don't know if we ever really specifically had a talk about how we manage our money, but we
1: both Cuz you don't have a shared you don't have a shared checking account.
0: No, we are we you know, a year later, we <laughs> are planning to go to the bank to to have a joint account for you know, like the things like bills and vet and you know, groceries and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um cause right now we kind of just take turns, um, which is just kind of a pain. Um, it would be nice to have like one place, but, um, we did talk about like how much money we have and, you know, like what our plans are for the future and, um, like, like how much I have in my retirement and how much I put into my retirement for my, um, paycheck and things like that. Um, so we both knew, knew where each other stood financially, like when we got married, as far as managing, Budgeting money, I don't know. I can't do that. I am terrible with my money. I, I will be honest. I used to be really, really good, but I am an avid impulse buyer and then avid returner.
1: Um, so <laughs> I currently have money like just in and out, in and out. Well, so. <laughs> what I think is what I think is so interesting. One of my friends recently, she is much younger than us, but she did not know that when you get married, you acquire the other person's student debt. Or any debt, really. Mm-hmm. But like, oh yeah, we de- we definitely debt. talked about we talked yeah. about student loan debt. Do you mm-hmm. know how thankful I am that like I mean, for multiple for multiple reasons, I'm so glad I did not marry the doctor. Um, because one year in medical school, that man was already 100k into debt like in student loans, and I was like, boy, I already got my own enough student loans. I like I'm not required to pay them obviously when you're married, but like if they die. That is now my debt, And like, no, 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 do not want mm-hmm. the hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass. I'm
0: definitely the one with more student debt in the relationship. <laughs> that's for sure.
1: Oh yeah. But yeah, we, but know, like, we, I mean, we did, we did have that.
0: I was going to say we, yeah, we definitely did have those conversations. Um, We, um, you know, and we talked about kind of like what we would like to do for like our future kids, like having something like set aside for them to help them Mm -hmm. with like, Mm -hmm. you know, college, or if they decide not to go to college, just like having their own something that they can have. So we, you know, there's definitely things that we talked about and kind of what we, um, what we think is important and all of that. But also I like that we have our own separate accounts and we talked about this too before we got married so that if I want to buy a pair of shoes, I don't feel the need to be like, Hey, can I buy a pair of shoes? Like like my money is your money to an extent, but Mm -hmm. also
1: my money is my money. And if I want a pair of boots, I'm going to get a pair of boots. So I mean, (laughs) I also am the kind of person that also grew up in a household where both my parents told me that a girl should always have enough money to where if she ever needed to leave a relationship, she could, and that she was not financially dependent on the man Mm -hmm. in order to um, be alive and survive. And I stand by that, that that's why I will always have my own like separate like account like in some way that if worse comes to worse something happens like and I cannot do this marriage anymore like I need to be able to financially leave you and be able to like if we have kids be able to still take take care of them yeah. and like get every and be like and be still independent from you um
0: yeah and I just like not feeling like not that I would have to ask permission but like almost feeling like I'm pulling from all of our money together in one, and there's no clear uh, indicator of what is mine. So I do like having, mm-hmm. I, and like I said, we we definitely want a joint account, but it's not going to be all of my savings placed yeah. in there. So yeah,
1: yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I get that, but 100%. I th- like you
0: said, I think that's a huge conversation. Like money is a very, very hard topic that is tiptoed around, and so I think that that is that is a pretty big conversation to have because it only gets worse as far as the price of the price tag of things It yeah. just keeps getting worse
1: with every year yeah. so
0: money is money's typically a big stressor in relationships I mean, so having that conversation
1: huge, it was a huge thing for one of my friends recently he's married and you know, a writer and you know with the writer strike going on he was out of a job and luckily i mean it was a very honest conversation that they had he had to have with his wife that were she was they were able enough for her to solely support them like them as a couple like for a couple months and everything um and it was fine but it was i mean still even in their marriage like it wasn't in like a nerve-wracking conversation because it's like oh my god i'm afraid to talk to her about money it's more like i don't the last thing i want to do is make you feel like you are burdened to now take care of me in that way but i mean when somebody loves you like they want to take care of you and everything but um and she offered to like alleviate that stress from him because there's enough stress already going on like i don't want you to feel like you have now pressured to like go out and find a quick job like i can like we talked about the 50 50 100 like Mm -hmm. i can pour more of my cup into this relationship so that you don't feel like you have to over pour what you don't have yeah kind of thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um And so I think that those are moments where it's just like, like, let me take care of you for a bit that I think is really um, important, really key. And I mean, even when it comes to like parenting, like your parenting styles, things like that, again, these are things I'm thinking about like later on, like deeper into the relationship, like you're considering spending the rest of your life with this person. Um, And I think also how, one thing that I really like to learn early on is just how do you communicate like your feelings like outside the anger and the grief but like if you are feeling like you need something but are like how do you will you approach me on your own or do I am I going to have to like pry it out of you
0: mm, mhm
1: like i need to know like what your communication style is because yeah. i am somebody who's fucking blunt as hell and i don't want to feel like i have to tiptoe around you and i need to be able to just like Am I going to have to like fish for this kind of stuff? Because there's sometimes where like, I just don't think that I should feel like I have to, to be able to know like where you're at mentally or where I stand with you on certain things. So I think just little things like that are important to know like at any stage of a relationship. And I think also like, what is your level of being, how self-aware are you um, with like your flaws and like your any toxic behaviors that you could have and just because you're aware of them are you actively working to fix them and be better mm-hmm. um it's also really key uh, I, I think that if you're able to acknowledge your flaws it's great but if you're not doing anything to fix them then and i've said this many times before on this podcast if you're not doing anything to like you're just using it as like oh i'm just like you know uh afraid of commitment or something okay are you doing anything to like fix that? No. Okay. Well, that's not good. I'm just I just tend to be like really narcissistic sometimes. Okay. Well, are you doing anything to fix that? Because if you're not, you're just saying it like you're not really that self aware. Like you're yeah. just want an excuse to be a a dick, basically. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. those things are important.
0: Yeah, and things that I don't think you necessarily like. I don't think we necessarily think about those like in the beginning stages of dating. And I, like mm-hmm. I said, I think it's something that kind of comes with having a relationship and building, you know, that trust Mm -hmm. and communication and vulnerability vulnerability and – but, yeah, I think those are all really, really important things to consider and Mm -hmm. things that, like, we had conversations for. And I feel like we're better – like, we are better for them and we know how to communicate much Mm -hmm. better.
1: So Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, these are – I always feel like I wanted to be able to, like, express, like, any – trauma or anything i like, I've gone through, like, with my partner, but I do think for, like, some of these things, like, you do need a level of trust with this person before you can, like, open up completely to them, and so that's why I see, like, a lot of them, it definitely varies where, what stage you're at, because I, and this is just me sometimes, too, I would honestly, like, if somebody asked me if I had, like, if I've ever like, had like a really bad breakup, or if I've ever had like any like bad experiences in relationships, like almost asked me and invited me to tell the story, I would feel a little bit more comfortable telling it because I live with the fear of oh I'm just burdening them and they don't really care, especially in the early stages of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that. Whereas I've gone on date, I've gone, on, I went on a date with a guy once where he asked me like, is there anywhere like, I don't like to be touched. And I was like, that's just a fantastic question. Thank you so much for asking. And it was like the back of my neck. And he was like, can I ask why? And I told him why. And it was just, he was like, thank you for sharing that with me. Like, I'm I'm so happy that I asked um, because now I know like I can just be more aware of certain things. And I didn't feel like I was... Like, quote-unquote like burdening him or just like you know like mm-hmm. he gen- i could tell that he genuinely cared and wanted to know right um, because right. sometimes like especially in the early stages it's just like i just don't know you now i don't know if i can trust you or like if you mm-hmm. care um, meanwhile we're all deep down like tell me about your ex and what happened i want to know <laughs> yeah i don't want to know on the first date or <laughs> no, anything no, 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 but no. like and also
0: if someone's talking about that on the first date then they're probably not over it yet
1: no unless no.
0: unless it comes up naturally but if it's just like yeah. here let me spend the three hours that we're together talking about this situation I'm like mm.
1: and granted this was during covid uh, like the very beginning but I remember with the actor I think he asked me how my last relationship ended like on our third Date?
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like that's an appropriate time. Like you've kind of you kind of been through. You've been through the like get to know you question.
1: Oh, and it was COVID date. too, so we were just it was intense well, at the very beginning.
0: I was gonna say like you've done you had already done a lot of those things too, and I think that's the hard thing too with our generation is we're so phone oriented that like we have such easy access to each other where we can like mm-hmm. ask those earlier questions that you would typically just ask on a I first would, date i would just hold off
1: hold off asking person yes any of these questions asking person because then you're gonna be able to understand their answers better you're gonna mm-hmm. hear their inflections
0: mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff well just, they're not I gonna mean, if, sit there and like edit it 17 times <laughs>
1: yeah i mean it must at least a facetime i think i might i would do that facetime over a phone call because then you can see their facial expressions as well too and like gear off of that but yeah no i uh, i think it I by that point I was like you know like I said COVID so like intense from the very beginning but I, at that point I was like oh okay so like let me tell you about this and he was very receptive to it and like he, he I mean he straight up asked he was like so like how how did your last relationship like end like I'm I'm curious and I was like okay well this is this this and this and um, it opened, by me sharing that with him he then opened up about his last relationship and how mm-hmm. that ended. And I mean, how long have you been single, and vice versa. So it's just by I think asking the question can open the conversation. And so if there's something that I feel like you want to share about yourself, maybe initiate by asking the other person or mm-hmm. like if I think it's just having it in like a very calm, like neutral way where you can get the person your undivided attention. I think are the best ways to like get the answers you want from uh, any questions like these.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: But definitely don't be intimidated. I think that these are all important questions. And I think that at the end of the day, you're just making sure that you goal, you're both of your goals for this relationship are aligned. And that is, I would say that's my survival tip. Like at the end of the day, just remind yourself, like it can be intimidating, but you're really just making sure that you guys are meant to be a fit together. And not that you're like, you're not trying to waste time with them, but you're just trying to make sure that uh, you are gonna be the healthiest versions of each other in this relationship and that whenever you you can already establish like a really even base for communication on this kind of thing so that in the future as you keep dating and you develop your relationship, it makes it easier to bring up more conversations like this and you have a good, beautiful foundation to kind of grow off of.
0: Mm-hmm. And so that does it for today's episode of the Gal's Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at the gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our
1: podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.